left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD. Football is back. Baseball had a nice weekend, especially my Yanks. September 12th, September 11th weekend. A lot of emotional stuff there. The Queen died. Deep dive on that at the end of the episode. Mm. Probably not. We'll probably leave that. Should you get a lady, bro? We'll see. We'll see Probably where we land on it. We'll see where we land. Yeah. Some would give out the bra. Um, hope everyone had a great weekend. I, uh, I did. Uh, no shots fired at my Jessica. She was away on her bachelorette. Uh, but that meant I was full sports consumption mode. Uh, went to the Yankees game Friday night. Jeter night with Joe's. BBD was in the building as well for that. Technically. Sam, Zach, yeah, by technicality. Um, unfortunately, did I walk away with a Jeter plaque thing? I did. I lost mine in the final inning. Um, me and Joe snuck up a couple rows right at the end, and then we looked at our feet, and we were like, oh, shoot, we left our plaques. Um, Joe's found one. I didn't really need one. I never do anything with the plaques or the bobbleheads. Um, and, you know, someone mm. probably collected it and sold it or something, so good for them. Knock yourselves out. It's nice to have the office as an option for a for right. a final place for it. It plays here. Um, awesome weekend. I, I like I said, Jeter night, Saturday night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then Saturday, I mean, college football got roped in more than I thought of. Yankees at one. They win a laugher after being scared mode. Um. Yeah, the college football is great. I, I don't even know if we have time today to really talk about it, but Texas uh, Texas gave Bama uh, all their money and some. They actually should have won that game. Um, and then Pittsburgh, Tennessee was a good one. Paxton's Vols, uh, good for college football. Even some Baylor, uh, BYU, late night, if you're into that kind of thing. So it was a, it was a fun Fun dose of college football, which I didn't expect. Notre Dame down bad. My goodness, they lost to Marshall Thundering Herd. Aaron Bossy, big Marshall oh, guy. Yes. He was stoked. Uh, Texas A&M lost. So some good college football chaos. Wisconsin lost at home to Washington State. Go Cats. Cats beat the Gators after their big win. Uh, so college football had themselves a tremendous weekend. BYU Baylor, that was double OT. You probably didn't stay up for that game. What I will tell you, Robert Griffin the third. I didn't know where I stood on RG three. He was great in the booth. Uh, and then after, funny enough, he had some tweets yesterday saying he's willing to play uh, quarterback because we forget he's still like really young. RG three. I think he was like, is he my age? Robert Griffin age. Uh. All of that being said, he's 32. Yeah, RG3 is younger than me. Uh, he's in the booth calling college football games. He told the, he told the Cowboys last night, you're playing the wrong number 10. I'm ready to go. Uh, so all that being said, 
Not doing college fo- football. Going to do some NFL because it was awesome. The NFL has a way. Um, it's powerful. It sucked that the cherry on top was a stinker last night. Cowboys, Bucks, especially if you picked uh, the Cowboys as your lock of the week on your new DraftKings weekly pick em game that you're doing with everyone. Looking in the mirror right now. Uh, and even the baseball. I mean, our Yanks kind of locking up one of the top two seeds in the AL is massive and kind of fully sets the playoff picture in the American League, or at least uh, the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the National League, and we had the Twins kind of died, the Orioles kind of died. Uh, in the National League, a little bit of the same story with some fun results. I mean, uh, Braves and Mets are duking it out. Brewers and Padres really fighting for that last spot. But let's get into the football. We are a cron pod, and all the football is brought to you by DraftKings because they are NFL's opening week official sponsor. Well, the, the whole NFL's official Sports betting partner. But the first week, man, I was crazy. I got screwed on one bet. I will talk about that in a minute. Ooh. Oh, my God. Uh, Bengal Steelers. We'll get there. Uh, what a crazy game that was. And you can bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, so if you're looking to get in, DraftKings is the place to do it. They have their early win promotion. So if your team goes up 10 at any point, you're just a winner. Uh, and we saw some of those games flip-flop. Uh, Panthers-Falcons. Falcons, if you were on them, instant win. Um, download the DraftKings Sports we have now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets uh, instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details as we label them. All right, let's get in crank mode. I think we're going to be even tighter than we normally plan on being because we had, uh, I'll be honest with you guys, some weekly dumb technical issues that we got to circle back on. It's okay. It's all right. Thursday night, the Bills rolled over the Rams. The Bills look like the team they're ticketed to be. Uh, Josh Allen and the boys just dominated. Uh, even Cooper Cup also dominated, which is so funny. He he like he was the number two wide receiver in fantasy football this year because everyone's like, he can't do it again, right? And I'm always so blown away by how you can be that dude in the NFL and still get so open. And Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson... The guy that got drafted above him had a massive weekend. Those guys are so impressive to me. Josh Allen had a monster stiff arm. Uh, yeah. he, is, he is just a freak show. That Bills team in L.A. in SoFi, I mean, they just rolled 31-10. to 10. They shut out the Rams in the second half. That defense is stacked. Von Miller is still Von Miller, uh, added to a really good defense. The Bills are the big favorite. We talked about it with Chris Rose. They're kind of the biggest favorite I think we've seen. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs with Mahomes, uh, everyone's loved them. I've, I've talked about Th- them. This is kind of the first year they've sort of not been an overwhelming favorite. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, the Chiefs. And they rolled. The Chiefs, Chiefs. So uh, the Bills blow it out. They're still kind of, they're the top dog right now. I, I think for some reason in my head, seeing the Buffalo Bills, I don't think of them as a top dog, but they truly are. Uh, they truly are. Dominant performance by Allen. Uh, Stafford, uh, kind of mixed reviews on him. I think people are worried about the elbow, but a lot of the throws seemed mostly all right, but he had dudes in his face all day because uh, that Buffalo D-line 
is nuts. So that was kind of the, the Thursday appetizer. Got everyone ready for the football season, which led into Sunday and pure chaos. If you're not a red zone person, part of me gets it. Um, it's a lot going on, and you probably want to watch your team. I'm kind of lucky. I mean, the, the Broncos are playing tonight. I was going to say, I just put together, like, kind of threaded well with the right. Yankees schedule, too. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. I mean, that rain delay and how everything played out on Sunday. Um, NFL red zone in that first week, it can honestly be exhausting. By the end of the first round of games, I was in a good mental place. I was supposed to, like, clean up the apartment and stuff because Jess was away and I was a boy for two days. So, and I threw out a bag of clothes. I was really happy about oh, nice. I'm really happy about that. Um, and they were like beat down clothes. It was like, I can't even donate these. Uh, the clothes you truly had no use for. Yeah, so that uh, that was good. But I did that during the start of the second slate of games. Because uh, the first slate, it was just so hook, line, and sinker. It started slow, which it feels like it does every year because the defenses are ahead of the offenses because the offenses need to be in such rhythm to play at full tilt. So I know Chris Rose tweeted out, I think there was four touchdowns in like the first hour and two of them were defensive. Hmm. Uh, and then the games just started to go, and it was unreal. One of the bigger surprises uh, in the early games. The Falcons had a big lead on the Saints. People like the Saints. Jameis back and healthy. Michael Thomas back and healthy, and he showed that. He had a big day. That's one that people are circling, and a lot of fantasy people are probably uh, taking a bow over early. He... Looked good. Taysom Hill with a crazy run, because what is he? We still don't know. That was like the first electric play of NFL Red Zone, and it's like, really? Taysom? Um, hmm. Anyways, the Sa- the Falcons were rolling. Marcus Mariota and the boys, uh, they were up big. The Saints came back a 17-point fourth quarter uh, to come back. Jameis leads them enough. Will Sluts. Oh. What? With the kick, I took him off my league's draft board. No Will Sluts in my league. Um, that's just how I am. Corderell Patterson, massive game. Uh, Saints, come back on the road big time. And it was come back a clock, and that's why it was so crazy. The Niners seemed to be dominating. The Bears, the Bears could barely move the ball. This Niners team, one of the most stacked rosters in football. The rainy weather, it's ugly. The Bears survive, 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 and then they go. Justin Fields escapes, and then he throws all the way across the field, which is always one of those scary, Justin Fields across the field, one of those scary moments for both teams. There was nobody over there. The Bears get their first big play, and then they kind of unleashed, and they started to go. Uh, They scored. Uh, the final score is 19-10, um, and San Francisco was up 10 nothing. So the Bears, they score the next 19 points. The weather by the end of the game was awful. Uh, Niners fans, I don't know where they stand with the weather being that bad. I don't think you have people actually clamoring for Jimmy G, but they should have dominated this game more earlier. early. They should have had a bigger number on the scoreboard. They didn't put it up, um, and they end up getting burnt by that. Because uh, when it was 10 nothing in the way they looked, I mean, people thought the Niners could have been the biggest blowout of the day. Good on Chicago for battling. Hopefully that means something for young Justin Fields. He's still, you know, the stat line doesn't look great, 8 for 17. 
But the weather was an 8-for-17 game. They ran the ball a ton. It was a day you had to. Um, and Trey Lance, I mean, let's, let's be honest, like first real start, uh, you got the keys to the kingdom. Um, he rushes for 13-for-54. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, you're the San Francisco 49ers. This was a long play to get this team going the right way. They uh, lose to the Bears at home. That Bears crowd was going nuts. We love weather in Chicago. Uh, good for them. They get a comeback. The craziest game of the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, you know, Bengals, big favorite at home. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, uh, they added to their offensive line. You heard Rosie talk about that on the last Wake and Jake. A lot of people were talking about it. Steelers start Mitch Trubisky, uh, somewhat unpopular. Mason Rudolph had been there. Uh, they draft the kid out of Pitt, and they start Mitch Trubisky, and they go up early. Their defense is dominating. I think they had five turnovers in this one, a bunch of interceptions on Burrow, uh, and it was like, okay, you know, Steelers kind of have this. Bengals, they start to go. Uh, Jamar Chase is unreal. Uh, it just seems like he can do whatever he wants on a football field. Even Burrow was starting to find it. They felt in control even when they were losing, which is a sign of a really good football team. Uh, they score a touchdown, but it got marked at the one, and everyone just kind of assumed they were going to score, so they did a hurry-up, get-to-the-line. They run a play, they go backwards, and then they were like, oh, shoot, I think we scored on that play. They get stuffed, fourth down, they get the ball back. They drive all the way back down. Jamar Chase, Burrow. They score zeros on the clock. They make it look easy. Extra point to win it. Blocked. They go to overtime, and we've got more missed field goals. McPherson shanks one. Bad snap. Laces in. We know that's bad. Uh, and then Boswell clanks one off the post, which looked like it was going in, and then it knuckled back. Absolutely insane. Uh, and then the Steelers, they get the ball back again, and you're like, there's not a lot of time on the clock. You've got Trubisky. Are they just going to run it out? No, they start twirling the pill. They get it downfield. They get the field goal. They end up winning it. The 1-0 Steelers on the road at Cincy. Tough one for the Bengals. This was my brutal loss. I did a parlay, one of my favorite bets to do. Quarterback rushing yards, the over-under for Burrow, I think was eight rushing yards. He ended up running for 47. Sometimes check out those QB rushing lines, and, and you can find some easy wins there. It was over eight rushing yards for Burrow. It was over, like, 81 receiving yards for Jamar Chase, and it was the Bengals to win. And it was, like, 20 to win, like, a buck 20. Uh, so, yeah, those two missed... Kicks by the Bengals uh, really, really stunk for me, uh, but that's fine. It is what it is. I'm over it. I'm not going to live mad. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, so the Crom Pod continues. Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly. Everyone's sexy team this year. The Philadelphia Eagles. Guess what? They go up big on the Lions in Detroit. Well, actually, Detroit scored the first touchdown. And then the Eagles turned it on. Uh, at one point, they are up 21 to 7. Then they are up 38 to 21 in the middle of the second quarter. And you're like, all right, you know, that's kind of how it goes. These Detroit Lions, they do the same thing they did last year. They come all the way back. It's 38 to 35. 
uh, with like three minutes left in the game, if they can get an, a stop on the Eagles, they're going to have a chance to either kick a game-tying field goal. They can't get the stop. Eagles end up running out the final 351. So it's tough because what do you do with this? It, it ends up looking super close. It wasn't super close. But if they had gotten one more stop, what could they have done? Um, again, I think Detroit's going to be a fun team this year. Uh, Eagles, let's be honest. I mean, they they got to do what they wanted. They they got up big. Hertz runs for 90. Miles Sanders, 96. Uh, they have four different players with rushing touchdowns. A.J. Brown with a big day. I didn't know how he was going to fit into the Eagles offense. He did well. Amon Ross St. Brown had a couple drops. So did Chark early on. Uh, good on the Lions. I think you're going to find fantasy points on those Lions. Jamal Williams <laughs> uh, stealing two touchdowns from DeAndre Swift. who He looked really good. Don't sleep on the Lions this year. I, I really... They I were, would. They spent all year putting it together last year and... Seems like a formula. This there. was exactly one of their games from last year, which has to be an awful feeling in a way, but at least they do fight, so I, I don't know. That stinks. Uh, but the Eagles kind of rolled. It, it is what it is. I think you're going to find fantasy points from the Lions and a lot of fun football games. Uh, that would have been just the little pinch that the witch, witching hour could have used. A game that did not have any of that. The Dolphins dominate the Patriots 20-7. to Patriots offense looked nothing but sad. Um, asking some serious questions about Mac Jones uh, and just that offense in general. They showed a little fight to start the third quarter. This game was funny because it ended like an hour before every other game. Hmm. The, just the clock ended. The way it went. They ran it out, and like it was just a loss for the Patriots. Good on the Dolphins. Uh, people are hot on them. Uh you know, Tua ends up having a pretty nice day, 23 of 33, one touchdown, no picks. That line could do stuff for Tua. Tyreek Hill gets the ball eight times, so he's a threat for them, 94 yards. Uh, Jalen Waddell with the big uh, breakout touchdown pass that kind of ended it uh, for New England. The, the phrase that I heard about the Patriots that summed it up was nothing was easy. Um, you know, there was no like handoffs for 11 yards. It just felt like everything was tough. Uh, Mac Jones had one one really nice throw, um, that, but it had to be perfect. Like it, it wasn't like the guy was open. The throw had to be perfect, and it was there. Um, we'll see how this Patriots season develops. I mean, looking back at last year, and, you know, Mac Jones, it's his second year. He doesn't exude, like, this is the next guy. He doesn't give you Herbert vibes or anything like that at all. Um, and we'll see what Belichick really has in the tank for this team, but I don't know. Dolphins clip them. Dolphins have always kind of been a problem for them when they weren't good, uh, but this Dolphins team has a shot. They, they have some serious talent, um, and their first-year head coach, he, uh, he doesn't look like a pro football coach. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, they, they hired the nerd. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike McDaniel. So, he, uh, yeah. He, he doesn't have the look, but he's beloved by everyone yeah. in football. So, hey, you know what gives you, you know what gives you the look when you win football games? Uh, so good on him. Ravens rolled over the Jets. I don't think there's anything you do with that. <sighs> Flacco had to pass 59 times. Jeez. I don't think that's a winning formula. Uh, Ravens went out and did their thing. Uh, Lamar, Lamar, a couple beautiful deep balls. I, I know his intermediate accuracy kind of gets... 
excruciated by by some media people. And I get it, you know, when when you're down a score late and you got to make some of those tight window throws, I don't think that's what he's great at. He throws a beautiful deep ball, uh, and he's obviously Lamar Jackson, so he can beat you in a lot of different ways. Uh, and he's just always a constant threat to the defense. His deep ball to Bateman was Bateman was wide open, and then um, Duvernay had had two touchdown catches. Uh, that guy might be a big fantasy option. Jets. I don't know what you do. Ravens are a good team. You're at home. Flacco 59 times. Uh, and it does sound like Zach Wilson's going to be out for a little bit. Originally, he was supposed to be in play for this game. And now I think they've said not to like week three, week four. So I don't know. Not exciting time in Jetland, but I don't think this was a game they necessarily thought they were going to get. A fun one out of left field. How's your Jaguars Commanders game? Uh, Commanders, they were dominating early. Uh, I think they were up 14 to three. Yeah, 14 to three. Uh, Carson Wentz looked like enough. More importantly, uh, the Jaguars looked like they weren't going to be enough. But then they put it together. Uh, they put together a, a touchdown drive. Trevor Lawrence is starting to look better. They get a field goal. Then they get the big turnover. It's 15 14. 15 14, a crazy. Um, Crazy second half. Uh, they end up going up 22-14. to 14. Another interception. Carson Wentz goes full Carson Wentz, and you're like, oh boy, Commanders, what have you signed up for? Um, one play touchdown, 11-yard rush. It's 22-14. to 14. They march right back down the field. Carson Wentz, 49 yards to scary Terry McLaurin. He's a guy that I wonder how good he would be if he was with not a Commanders quarterback. He's on an actual good team at some point. I mean, pair like if if he got traded to, I don't even know. I guess I was thinking the Rams' offense. If he was on the Bills, if he's traded spots with Stephon Diggs, what do his numbers look like? I bet they're really, really good. Um, and then the Commanders come back and they do it again. They score another touchdown. They go up uh, twenty-eight uh, to twenty-two. Uh, then the Jags, and it's, it's kind of when you can get a really good read on a team. Dotson, the kid for Washington, he had a monster game. Uh, the Jags in that moment, like, we need a touchdown to win this game. Their offense looked, oh, not good. Um, again, hopefully baby steps for Trevor Lawrence. His second year coming out of that dumpster fire of last year. Had a decent fantasy day, matters to some. Um, and Carson Wentz line ends up looking Pretty good slash Carson Carson Wentzy. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm in my college friends group chat. A lot of Eagles fans, a lot of Washington fans, mm. and uh, it's been fun to watch that conversation flip. Used to be right, yeah, right. So that ended up being a really fun game. It looked like Washington was rolling running away with it. It almost looked like the Jaguars were running away with it. Washington comes back to get themselves. A nice home win on opening weekend. The Baker Bowl. Baker Mayfield facing his old team, the Cleveland Browns. And this was ugly as you could kind of expect if you were going to say this was going to be ugly at first. This game picked up down the end. Baker looked so lost for a lot of this game. He runs in for one. He gets hype. Then he starts throwing some nice balls. They end up taking the lead late. It goes, let me get it back up. Uh, 
Let's see. So Cleveland was up 20-7, to which felt like that game was like that for a while. 11-play drive by the Panthers to score one. Cleveland counters with the field goal. Good on them. One-play, 75-yard touchdown from Robbie Anderson, who, something you need to know, changed his name from Robbie to Robbie this offseason. He was Robbie with a Y. He legally changed it to Robbie with an IE. That's the details that we're looking for. Um, 75-yard touchdown. Uh, Scott Hansen nailed it on red zone. He just seems like one of those guys that does that, uh, a la like a Tyler Lockett. Like how can how Robbie Anderson gets open on deep balls, run studies on him because uh, he is one of those guys. Baker leads him down, uh, leaves like a minute, a little over a minute on the clock, but they get the field goal, and then the kid who got the only kicker drafted this year, I believe, Katie York, bangs a fifty-eight yarder for Cleveland to win it beautifully. He drew it in perfectly. It looked like a perfect golf shot. Um, SVP said that, so I should give him some credit, but I think everyone was kind of thinking it, so it's not a big one. Huge for Chris Rose's Cleveland Browns. He said they have to get off to a hot start, and they do. McCaffrey, uh, he looked good. The numbers don't look great. He looked good. He jumped into the end zone on one. He had a few catches. Um, Not sure what it means for either of these teams. Browns, it's stay alive uh, until they can get... uh, What's his name back? I'm blanking. Quarterback. I keep wanting to say Hopkins. That was his wide receiver. Browns, QB. Watson. Watson. Jeez. Elementary, my dear. That's a reference people shouldn't <laughs> like. Um, heck, I didn't like it. Uh, keeping on the cron pod. Uh, <laughs> Colts, Texans. Texans dominate this game. They're up 20-3. to The Colts put together a 17-point fourth quarter. Matt Ryan had looked lost. Uh, they find it on the whole. His numbers on the day end up looking big. Jonathan Taylor's numbers on the day end up looking big. Michael Pittman, big fantasy guy this year. He ends up looking to have a bad day. And we have a tie. Lovey Smith punts it at the end. He gets a little scared, and rightfully so. He was kind of getting killed for it. If you're the Texans, you got a fourth and third to hopefully get yourself outside a field goal range. If you don't get that, you're losing the game. You're the Texans. Nobody expects anything out of you. Uh, and you've got a chance to, you know, to walk away feeling pretty good about yourself. Davis Mills, who I kind of hyped up this offseason. I drafted him in a few leagues. 240 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I don't know. If his name wasn't Davis Mills, I think he'd be a lot more popular of the young quarterbacks. He looks better than Lawrence. Uh, he looks better than, uh, could you say Daniel Jones? I, I think so. I think so. Ends in a tie. You you know, football that always feels wrong. Good on the Texans, kind of bad on the Colts. Uh, another game where a Blankenship misses one that, that could have won it for the Colts. Then we head into the afternoon slate. And, I mean, again, pure chaos there. That game, Washington, uh, Steelers, Bengals, Bears, Niners, Saints, Falcons, just comebacks and chaos that bring us into the afternoon slate. And how about... The G-Men, BBD with his Barkley jersey on, and for good reason. Uh, the most rushing yards yesterday, 18 carries for 164 with a 68-yard run mixed in there. By the way, Saquon, six catches for 30 
yards. He had a Saquon Barkley day, a Saquon Barkley day a lot of Giants fans have been dreaming about from the start, and that bodes well for him and Dable and Danny Dimes. Um, Danny Dimes with one deep ball. Catch for a touchdown. Giants fans like that. That's supposed to be what Danny, Danny Dimes is good at, being efficient on those balls. I've heard the talking Giants guys freak out about that for a couple years now. Uh, 17 for 21 from Danny Dimes. The, the one interception is a brutal one. It's a bad one. in the end zone. It's ugly. Um, but everything else, I mean, he gets that big fourth and one with his legs. Uh, Sterling Shepard with the deep ball. Um, you know, BBD, I don't know how much you watched of this game, but they go for two, they get the win, Saquon fights his way in, and, by the way, all of this has kind of been hidden under the fact that the Titans did miss a 47-yard field goal that would have won them the game. Uh, but the Giants win. First time they're 1-0 since 2016. 2016. That's only, nice. Only second time since, uh, oh, it's been a while. Right. Like Chris Rose and they're, gave us and that. they're usually zero two. Chris Rose gave us that Brown stat. I was wondering. Yeah, what it's not that bad. The Browns but... won and the Giants won. I wonder the last time they did that on Week One and if those funky stats do line up. Uh, exciting for Giants fans. Hope, just a little good. bit of hope. It was uh, ugly in the first half. Yeah. Which fortunately, I I didn't get to see a lot of the first half, but I was able to lock in for all the good stuff. That's so good. Kind of nailed my train ride. Perfect. Uh, yeah, they were, you know, shut out in the first half. Dable, 13 like nothing. this new team. Again and... and they went, and good on them. And hopefully that gives them the confidence to keep it going, especially with the news out of Dallas. But before we get there, uh, Vikings rolled over the Packers. Again, Justin Jefferson felt like he was always open, <laughs> 9 for 184 and two touchdowns. A lot of people are on the Vikings and their new head coach this year. He's tall. I didn't know that. You don't see a ton of super tall NFL head coaches. Uh, the Vikings head coach is tall. Uh, it was interesting to see, like, in the handshakes after the game. You're like, wow, that's a big dude. Um, Packers looked lost. They had a, their first play of the game. Uh, their, their rookie, again, you know, Packers, they don't get wide receivers because they have Rodgers, right? Uh their rookie, a Christian Watson, they drafted in the second round. He's streaking by himself. Rodgers hits him in stride right through his hands. Uh, and after that, I mean, their offense looked pretty broken. Uh, Rodgers, 195 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Vikings kind of dominated. You wondered in this day of kind of comebacks if, if the Packers would find their stride and go. They did not uh, kind of similar to the Cowboys later in the day. Chiefs rolled over the Cardinals. Uh, how about a team we haven't? We didn't really talk about too, too much. You know, the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill. What does that mean? Their division's a lot tougher this year. You know, a after last year and the rise of the Bills, Chiefs hang 44 on them. Mahomes, 30 for 39, five touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, Clyde Edwards... Lair with two touchdowns through the air, technically. Pacheco, the rookie they drafted, sexy in some fantasy leagues. A decent day. One touchdown, 12 carries, 62 yards. They dominated. Uh, you know, Cardinals, you wondered early if they were going to go blow for blow with them. Kyler looked okay. Uh, Greg Dorch has been getting made fun of a lot today because he's their leading receiver and his name is Greg Dorch. 
Um, which that's tough. Cardinals, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they kind of they broke me at the end of last year. I traded for Kyler Murray and kind of a win the league type of trade I made. It backfired because he stunk. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I think the Cardinals are in a nervous place this year. That if things were to fall apart, um, you know, would that be it for Cliff? Uh, does Kyler break down at the end of the year again? You could have a lot more questions and answers. It's week one, and they played the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll dial it back a little bit. Raiders, Chargers, two exciting teams, the AFC West. Uh, the Raiders, if you remember, they ended the Chargers season last year to make the playoffs. Um, and it looked like the Chargers played with a little bit of that vim and vigor. They went up 17-3 to in the first half. Herbert's so good, it it feels like he can do whatever he wants on a football field, and he did for the most part, uh, 26 for 34, three touchdowns, zero picks. Derek Carr on the other side with a little bit of a Derek Carr line, 22 of 37, two touchdowns, three interceptions. So that'll end up hurting you in what ends up being a one-score game at the end. Uh, Devontae Adams, maybe your biggest takeaway from this, 10 for 141. Sometimes when wide receivers change towns, you think of like an Odell or someone like that. It doesn't translate as easily. There's rapport and wide receivers. You know, when you lose a step, you lose a step. And, and that's kind of football a little bit. Devontae, it didn't look like it. Waller had a couple big catches. Uh, Hunter Renfro is still very much Hunter Renfro. Uh, Chargers seemed like they wanted a little more. Uh, and they were at home and stuff. And they very well could be a better team. Uh, they win 1-0. Um, <laughs> They win 1-0. Cool phrase, Jake. Final game of the day, Bucks cowboys This was a stinker. Uh, you probably already know. Bucks win 19-3. Just ugly. The Cowboys' offense looked atrocious. Um, you know, and, and by the way, the Bucks didn't look great either. If the Cowboys' offense had what should be their normal day, I think they could probably win this game. Um, Fournette looks good. That's the big news for Tampa. There's some rumors that he... Uh, he was losing a step, like I said before, this offseason, for lack of a better term. And Tom Brady with some off-the-field funny business, although we got mm. the Giselle tweet, huge. Um, that yeah, and their wide receivers got banged up in this game. Godwin, Julio Jones. Uh, they end up rolling 19-3. Cowboys, you know, they got it back end of the third quarter, and you start doing the football math, and it's like, well, if they go now on this crazy day of football, last game of the day, maybe they'll go, maybe they'll go. They just didn't. Um, And then Dak, at the end of the game, he has, you know, he looked uncomfortable for a lot of this game, and then he has one more throw where he goes kind of hand-to-hand. He comes out of the game, and Jerry Jones, shouldn't surprise us at this point, but again, he's the owner of the team. He's holding a press conference, which again, I want you to think about that. What other owners in sports are holding a press conference immediately after the game about their team? Jerry Jones. Um, and he's talking about his quarterback's injury, like in details, which again, let's go to the next level on that. Not a doctor. I don't think might have an honorary from Arkansas where he's, where he went. I don't know. Uh, either not, way, not a medical doctor to my understanding, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, and he's talking about Dak Prescott's hand to all the media. And you're like, what is going on? And then they interviewed McCarthy and Dak, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, hasn't seen a doctor yet, so we'll see. Either way, from what you could probably tell and where this all started, 
he's going to see a doctor today. It's looking like surgery. And if it's his right throwing hand, kind of like best case would be like four weeks. It uh, could be a lot more or a lot worse. We'll see. I think four to six is your best guess. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, their backup quarterback situation is one that's kind of been talked about around the league. Cooper Rush comes in, looks like a backup quarterback. Um, our guy, Ben DiNucci, had, had lost the battle uh, between Will Greer and Cooper Rush. Um, so now, guess what? Get your Cowboy rumor mills ready, whether it's a Mason Rudolph with the Steelers or Jimmy G. Are they going to be in play for that? Does it not seem like the Cowboys would be the team that would pay the price for that uh, instead of letting that one season kind of go by the wayside because they're not, that's not how Jerry works. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. You circle that. And, hey, Giants fans, I mean, that's massive. That's massive. I mean, if when you thought about the teams in that division, A, they're the only team that lost. Um, but we'll see what the Red Redskins almost said it. See what the Commanders and Wentz end up being. People like the Eagles. Giants get a win. Cowboys get hurt bad. So that's kind of the uh, the football whip around that 3 p.m. to 4.30. I kind of had a whoa moment on the couch, and I was like, man, the NFL is really the only thing that can bring this to the table. So, like, it, the only thing baseball would have is, like, the last day of the year. Last, and when they schedule every game at yeah. the same time and... You just and that's only the last couple of years they've started like targeting that and making sure we do that. You just can't replicate that. Um, you got any any foosball, BBD? Uh, you know, happy for my G-men. Yeah, <clears throat> happy for Saquon. Hel- healthy, aggressive. You look good. That was all good. Daniel Jones, good statistical game. Mixed bag if you, as far as the, the actual product. You know, a couple bad throws. The pick was really a really bad one. The fumble I don't care about. Sure. That was a normal one that I think everyone drops. So if next week's good, who cares? Statist- then statistically he's having a good year. Yeah, and they um the Giants have uh the Panthers next week at home. Very winnable, winnable. game. Baker. They just lost to Cleveland at home. And then uh and then they play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And then the Bears after that. So G-Men have been waiting for a hot start for so long. Uh, they got a chance to stumble into it. So excited for them. That's your football. Uh, my Broncos play tonight. Russ's homecoming in Seattle. Uh, so that should be entertaining for whatever various reasons. Exciting to see my horses. A lot of money on my horses because the Seahawks don't really have a quarterback uh, which has a lot of the sharps saying bet Seahawks plus six and a half. Uh, we'll see. I, I hope my Broncos are Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Uh, so that's the football. Uh, thank you. Hope you guys are up for that. Love going through it. Love love me an NFL Sunday. I'm I'm a sucker for it. Still, very much more than I ever have been. The baseball, as we call it. Uh, I mentioned the Yankees. Huge series. They take two out of three from Tampa after losing on that first night, which basically made Tampa three games back of the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees that had had a 15-game division lead. They dig deep, and they find some good at-bats and massive first innings to kind of bury Tampa early. Six runs on the Saturday game. Tyone gives a really good effort on the mound. 
Uh, and then the next day, they put up a three spot in the first inning. Crooked numbers. Glaber with the big homer. Stanton hits a couple homers. He'd been missing since the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break, Donaldson comes off paternity list. He has a good game. Can he find something he hasn't found this year? And Glaber Torres with a good weekend. He'd been in a brutal slump since the trade deadline. He'd been really good before that. Uh, so hopefully that's giving the Yankees some serious hope that it's like, okay, if those guys go and Rizzo comes back, which he should and is looking good, DJ and Ben Tendi not looking great right now, but maybe there's something there. You hope you can get one of them back and In working. some shape or form. And then Harrison Bader, uh, the guy they traded for in that Monty deal. Everyone's been raving about how good Monty's been with St. Louis. Hopefully Bader can come in. <laughs> At least what he is defensively is supposed to be special, and he's supposed to be a major league stick. So, uh, And the Yankees have been missing some of that in their line. They basically wrap up the AL East. They're five and a half up with a tiebreaker on Tampa. Would, would so, take something historic. So, it, so it, it acts as almost six and a half up. So that was huge for the Yankees. Very proud of them. They're at bats, and they dug deep, and they played good baseball. Hitting, pitching, and defense after Jeter night. They lost, and Hicks had a, a moment to forget. Um, but huge for the Yankees. They basically lock up at least the two seed in the AL. I mean, Houston has them beat, and they have the tiebreaker by a chunk of game. So it's looking like it's going to be Houston and the Yankees 1-2 and two in the American League with the buys, which leads you to that wild card, which that's kind of what needs to be sorted out along with the AL mid. Um, as the Twins might have written their death sentence, 2-8, and eight, they lose 3 uh, their last three, they're under 500 wow. people. Um, the Twins may full-blown be dead. I mean, uh, the White Sox are a game back of the Twins in the wild card, uh, and we've ruled the Red Sox dead a long time ago. So uh, if you're Minnesota, uh, that's brutal. Like we're saying, you would, have to, you would have to catch magic in a big way, in almost an unbelievable Man. way, that they're kind of done. They are kind of done. Uh, and same with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they lost their last two this weekend. They are five and a half out of the wild card. It's pretty much over. Uh, so the fun conversations then become the Guardians have a two and a half game lead on the Mid Sox. Can they do something there? I don't know. Uh, I think the White Sox still can, but they've been the White Sox all year. So we will see. Um, and then in the wild card, it actually get it becomes a ton of fun. Tampa uh, is a is basically tied with Seattle win percentage wise. They're both a half game up from Toronto. Toronto's all these teams are playing good baseball. Tampa, besides losing those last two, the Yankees seven and three in their last ten. They were killing it coming into that series. Seattle seven and three in their last ten. Toronto eight and two in their last ten. The seating there is going to be really fun. Uh, because the AL Central will get that three seed, right? That goes to the division winner. It's not by record. Yes. I believe the division winner gets that three seed because they get they home get, field. Yeah, yeah. the division winner gets the, the home field. And, and the, the other, top wild card gets. The other part that's real interesting is there's no reseeding. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Cleveland, who... Compared to the other wildcard teams, I think is regarded as the lesser team. They will be the third seed, and they will play the six. Um, or, excuse me, whoever wins the AL mid will be the three seed, and they will play the six. And that will be those teams will be lined up to see Houston 
and the four and five will be lined up to see the New York Yankees. So however this sorts out, and you guys let me know, maybe that'd be a good comment, who you like between Tampa, Seattle, and Toronto, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Because, you know, depending what the Rays look like coming in, they haven't been scary all year. I think Seattle and... the most banged up team. Seattle and Toronto probably have a bigger fear factor than the Rays, although they have the experience and the the AL mid. Unless the White Sox sneak in, there's a fear factor there, but they've been so bad all year. The Guardians don't really have a fear factor. I'm sorry, Guardians. I'm happy for you and what you guys have been doing. Um, But yeah, that seating is going to be very, very interesting because, man... Those, that four five. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see and do if a team does fall behind, do they even care? Because then you're lined up against the Guardians if they <laughs> advance and they're not scary. I don't know. From from a Yankee perspective, had my first like exchanges of texts this week, and they were like, "Oh, it's so like of those four, what's your ranking of who you most don't want to see?" Yeah. Fun texts to be able to send. Honestly, the Yankees are one of the biggest winners of the weekend. What what they no. did was massive for the rest of their season. They can kind of go 500 and be fine the rest of the way while they get more people healthy. Uh, they got a couple off days coming up, and I, I think where they were a week ago is such a better place, and I think where they're going to be a week from now is going to be such a better place. I think you're going to see... I don't know when Rizzo would be eligible, but I, I think he could be back. I, I think Harrison I think Bader. He's eligible tomorrow soon, right? or Cause, Wednesday. Cause yeah, he just wasn't <clears throat> playing. So, you know, a Yankees lineup that had been so depleted could have, you know, two more MLB bats and is Stanton fixed and is Donaldson better and is Glaber fixed. You know, I, I mean, they were rolling out a one and a half man lineup for about two weeks and now they could. Be six deep again, which again, uh, from where they were, is incredible. And uh, I'm I'm very excited to see Bader and be able to have conversations around him and what and how he'll be best used for this run. Right, I'm really excited about the options and there. Duhar with a couple games. Exciting time in Yankee land. We had a big talking Yanks last night, and if you like the Giants talk before, obviously go check out Talking Giants. Um, yeah, the only thing in the the NL storylines are the same. Uh, Mets and Braves are going to duel it out uh, for that NL East. The Braves took first place for a day. Uh, Charlie was Charlie had me laughing a little bit because the Mets end up winning their last two. The Braves lose their last two. Uh, that they're back to a game and a half lead. Huh. Um, yeah. So uh, the other storyline there is. Philadelphia is a game and a half up on San Diego. San Diego is two games up on the Brewers after, uh, you know, the Brewers won their last two and San Diego lost their last two. So that gap got big and then it closed closed again that the Brewers stay within fighting distance. Um, that's going to be fun to track the rest of the way because the Mets Braves, that will dictate the playoff picture big time in the NL. And then, obviously, if, if San Diego or Milwaukee doesn't get in there, one of those teams is going to be super disappointed. So uh, that's kind of your baseball wrap as well. Uh, huge sports weekend. Uh, you know, U.S. Open tennis, if, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, the, the college football was really good. It was really entertaining. College football can hit a chord that uh, not a lot of people can. So... Uh, hope you enjoyed it. No Prem League 
because the queen died. Mm. So sorry to all our Prem League, f- Prem League fans. Um, I think that's it. We we kind of have to yeah. wrap it up. Um, we'll do some bros and bros. Last episode was Chris Rose with our NFL preview. Um, Sherry Bomb in the chat. Albert did it. Six ninety seven. Bye bye. A Rod. Um, <laughs> Cherry Bomb's freaking out. They said it can't even form coherent sentences. Um, they feel like the Kermit the Frog freaking out gif. Wow. Excited for you, Cherry Bomb. Yeah, Albert uh, Albert has an argument to be like, you know, respected as one of the best hitters all time. Um, look at the guys ahead of him. You can rule out a couple steroid guys if you want. Um, he's got the most home runs off different pitchers. Baseball has changed so much since if you want to do like Babe Ruth. I mean, I, I don't want to. Um, but, you know, Babe Ruth got to face the same starting pitcher, you know, Four times a game, Pretty almost much. every game. Almost on repeat. Uh, and, you know, we live in a different world now. So, I don't Never know. saw a slider. A uh, couple people pretty excited to see C. Rose on Wake and Jake. I mean, people, that's our guy. Um, Joe Hammond. NL East has always has and will run through Atlanta. You and Trev and everyone else let them trick you once again, but it happens every year. That's run into some luck. Brave slow start to let them have some hope. And then the big boys, big boys turn on and leave their little brothers in the dust. So, Joe Hammond's talking that talk for Atlanta. Uh, interested to see. I mean, which both of those teams very much think they're winning the division. Uh, and one of them's going to end up in a three-game wild card hosting it. But still, uh, it's, it's, not where, it's not where you want to be. Um, so thank you guys for baking the algorithm. Almost 7K subs. If you're listening to this and you're not subbed on the YouTube, we truly appreciate it. Thank you guys. Also thinking about some different formatting stuff. We'll see. And there might be some other fun stuff on this video, uh, on this channel soon. I did a vlog uh, when I went to Jeter game, and this would kind of be the best landing place. I'm right, probably talking Yank. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But we're going to start messing around more, uh, and we can because you guys are the best. So... Thank you for tuning in. Bake the algorithm. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Um, and that's that. My bro of the night, I'm going totally off the map because uh, I'm a little bit of a sports junkie. I love when a player stands out on the field. This is a guy you probably don't know. I didn't really know uh, till yesterday. Derek Forrest. He's a safety on the commanders. He's listed as a backup safety. Fifth round pick in 2021. Dude was all over the field uh, in that Commanders-Jaguars game. He was going no gloves, uh, he, so he was just like bare hands out there. It looked a little old school. He was playing hyper-aggressive. He kind of looked like an NFL films tape from like the 80s. Hmm. It was really cool. Um, so, again, this Bro of the Night segment, I know sometimes I, I don't want to say get lazy, but it, you know it's easy to do uh, Albert Pujols or the Queen or Serena Williams or stuff like that. Uh, Derek Forrest, safety for the commanders. I don't know what it means. He had a pick. He had a forced fumble. He had that. You probably saw the play. Uh, I think it's Etienne's coming out of the backfield. He, like, catches it. He turns. He takes two steps. Just gets walloped, and the ball went flying. He had that hit. He had an interception. He was everywhere, man. And when a safety plays like that, it's pretty awesome. And I I know if I was a wide receiver or running back, I'd want to know where that guy is on every play Uh, because he's – 
He was coming for blood and making plays in the secondary. Good for him. Um, so, yeah, Derek Forrest. Might not have expected that one out of Cincy. Uh, you got a, a bro of the night, Beeps? In, I'm going in the baseball world. Sure. Uh, one of the highlight moments of the weekend. And the guy had a big weekend overall. Eugenio Suarez. Mm. Three homers on the weekend. The big walk-off. Mm. Cool video the Mariners put out. Uh, looked like a movie. A few RBIs there. Yeah. Rev. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of kind of just like a season appreciation award of sorts. Yeah. Like, dude, he's having a really good year. 133 OPS plus. That's no joke. And I mean, this dude, we've, we've said it before, he's shattered him out a few times throughout the year. Like, he was salary dumped by the Reds. Like, they used Jesse Winker at, like, the peak of his value to dump this dude. Cause he's, and he's really good. Still yeah. kind of the same player, just everything's a little better this year. It's all coming together. But leads baseball and games played, interesting. Uh, leading in strikeouts. Again, he's still, like, that kind sure. of player. Pick your flavor. But I don't know, maybe last year was bad because the Reds never got a shortstop and made him play it a lot. That's a lot of pressure. Starting to look like that shortstop position is a little different, which we we try to tell people on Talking Baseball, Talking Yanks, wherever we can. Um, no, I mean, a massive year. 804 OPS this year is a big boy OPS. He 30th plays good homer this weekend. He, uh, 82 ribbies, 30 homers. Uh, and, yeah, he's he's outplayed Winker. Um which is the the irony of baseball sometimes. Second on uh, on the team in war, Julio leading the charge there. He's not too far behind. Pretty Big good. dumpers third on the team. That's oh. funny. Oh, show me that pooper. Um. All right, people, we are gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys. NFL Week One, baseball stumbles closer to the playoffs. We have so much, so much content. Uh, Talking Yanks, Pinstripe Strong's probably some of the better ones recently because the, the Yanks did the good. Allowed to have fun. Uh, warehouse Games, check out the mini golf content. It's incredible. It is incredible. Talking Giants, I mean, if there's a better time than now, I don't know when. Uh, John Boy Jake TV, those GeoGuessr God guys, some baggage. Shea Station, Rose Rotation. Farm to fame, all of it. JM Gaming. We have pumped out so much gaming content. Me and Beeb, some Fall Guys. Go look at that. Uh, Enjoy your week. We will see you guys back here Wednesday. I love you. Love.